All right, guys, we edit. I'm Q. And I'm Teddy. And we're the farm. Today, we got an interesting topic for you guys. Uh, We got a few uh, guest appearances going to chime in with us. You know, the podcast, we're growing a little bit. Everybody got their two cents. And, uh, you know, this week, uh, Teddy... Uh, approach me with an interesting topic. Go ahead, Teddy. Tell me about it. Well, you know, I decided to switch it up a little bit. You know, I know you probably tired of hearing my voice. Unlikely. But um, I decided we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have a little bit of a roundtable discussion today because uh, a subject came across uh, my table about the importance of marriage in the black community. Uh, is it important? Is it not important? Is it something that you think uh, is for you? Is not for you? Um, and we have a couple of people here, as you know, a couple of um, control. We have a uh, a gentleman here by the name of Chris, and Chris is married. You've been married for uh, three years. Three years married and stuff like that. It, it, it's awesome. It got its up and down, you know. I I can't really complain about it, even though I do complain. Uh, marriage is, you know, obviously about give and take. So, who don't have problems in their marriage? Well, yeah. That's any relationship. Business or exactly. otherwise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, our next guest is... Marcus. Marcus. He waved to us also. I'm not sure <laughs> if the phone knows this. But, uh, yeah. All right, Marcus. And we, I understand that, Marcus, you're engaged. Yes. Cool. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about that. Well, I proposed to my um, now, now fiance, and she um, let me explain it. Okay, he's so excited. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually excited because never did no podcast before. You know, what I'm he's nervous. So, it's okay, you know, <laughs> putting uh, his toes in the water. <laughs> All right, actually, it's been cool. Actually, we've been engaged for the last three and a half years. A long engagement. I like those, personally. Yeah. It takes time to get to know somebody and really, like, see the flaws in yourself um, and in in the situation. You know, we'll talk about it. As the the divorce guy on this crew, uh, I have some insight that some of these gentlemen may not yet have uh, encountered. So, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that in a second. And uh, I'm single, and it's absolutely by choice. <laughs> <laughs> My divorce is by choice too. So Not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Being married is by choice too, as well. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. You know, when they start putting your balls in their purse and take it with, you know. Don't make me the bad guy. Don't get defensive. Come on, my balls are standing on my pants. You've been checking the time since you've been here. Hey, hey, I got a wife at home. Win for this guy. Anyway, all right. So, so Chris. Yeah. All right. You've been married for a number of years. Exactly. What What would you say is the the number one thing that you take away from marriage. That I take away from my from my marriage? Or yeah, marriage yeah. From um, from marriage, your marriage. I mean, however you interpret that. The number one thing I take away from my marriage would absolutely be, I want to say the, um, 
the amount of time that I spend with my wife and also the amount of time that I, I don't spend with my wife. Well, I know that's a confusing answer, but a lot of my time I work. And being a provider, breadwinner, whatever, I have to do what I have to do to take care of my family. But with that being said, that's also, I have to balance out that with the amount of time I spend with my wife. But my wife knows that I have an outside life as well. I spend time with my friends for a good amount of time, and I'm at work for a good amount of time. And between those two forces, I got to put a medium. With that being said, that has, that's got to be time with my family and my wife. So now I'm actually in a conflict with that because she feels as if there's not enough time being spent with her. So that's um, one of the things that I would probably want to get rid of or to rectify in my marriage, if that answers the question. I'm not even married yet. I used to have that same problem. Like, oh, you don't spend enough time with me. You got more time to spend with your hobby than than me so I had to make time for both because I used to think it was down about her feelings or anything you know what I'm saying I used to, I, it used to be all about me me time that's all I cared about at first at the beginning Yeah. I, so but when I started have, having kids and stuff it changed you know what I'm saying I had to get used to splitting it out the hobby girl children you know what I'm saying I made time for everybody well, you know I, I can definitely understand that because I tell women you never come between me and my first love. <laughs> <laughs> because when my fiance first met me, that that's how she met me. I was playing Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how she first met me. Right. Oh. You know okay. what I'm saying? Don't try to change me now. You you met me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is what but I was see, doing. So don't facts. try to change yeah. me. You know facts. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but you know that's that's one of the all, things. It took, it took a while to get used to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this how you met me, remember? <laughs> you had to condition us. Yeah. You had to pimp proof the relationship. Like, hey, what's the saying go? Uh, it's like it was me that uh, you met me. It's me that got you. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> what's the point of you trying to change me exactly. when it was me that you fell in love with? Yeah, you know? that is very very powerful. Mm-hmm. It is. However, though, that is not the insight that a woman sees because when she sees someone that she locks on, typically speaking, her mind is, oh, well, I can change them. You know, that's something that I had a challenge with. For example, I got married young, man. I was 19 years old when I got married and we spent six years married. Uh, I was in college when we actually uh, got divorced. And it wasn't by her choice. It was actually by mine. We used to go running. You pointed at me. We used to go running together um, in the daytime because we both had busy schedules. We both worked. We both went to school. We went to college together. And um, and so on our runs, we'll get an opportunity to talk. Hash out any problems, you know, we have. Because if you're working full-time and you're going to school full-time, you really don't have any alone time. Intimacy time, never. It was it was a done deal by the time 2011 rolled around, man. We had to schedule time to go on a date. And so for me, I went to school. My degree is in animation. And I used to wonder why like she would never remember the things that I would tell her about, you know, my school work or whatever, my coursework. And mind you, you know, when you're doing eight hours at school, you're doing eight hours at work. And then at night I'm working on homework. So I don't have time for sleep. Right. Let alone have time for her, you know, and she worked overnights and went to school during the day. So it was a real crazy thing. And for me, I remember we used to run 
down Lakeshore Drive. And uh, I remember she was telling me about this gallery, this dude that she knew he's doing some some artwork. And I'm like, you know, it's crazy that you can tell me by name all the shit that this guy is telling you about his work. But you can't remember none of the terminology, none of the phrases, none of the things that I'm telling you about, about my work, the stuff that matters to me. And the day that we met her and I, I was drawing. I used to do graphic design all the time and make shirts and shoes and things like that. And it evolved into me wanting to do media, video games, um, animations for commercials. And she told me, I remember she told me, she said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you'll be successful in it. Mm. And I stopped right there and I paused and I looked at her. And I was like, you can go on here without me. And she kept running. And I stayed there for maybe like an hour, stayed right in the spot I was at. And I'm looking around all these people. And um, I called her phone. I'm like, hey, where you at? And she told me, I was like, you know what? You can divorce me. You take whatever you want and you can divorce me. Because prior to that, we had traveled a while. So we made some decent money and we had some property that we ended up getting down in Mississippi. And we were talking about putting some um, wind turbines on it. So that was like some major money about to come in. And I knew like, all right, well, it's best she leaves me now and take the little shit that I do have. Then me blowing the fuck up and then take a half of my shit. I'm like, forget about it. So it really wasn't for me. It didn't feel like it was worth it. I'm like, if I can't get support, I support you through everything. The, the trip to Mississippi was so she could be closer to her family. Right. You know what I mean? And I financially supported her. I morally supported her. All of that. And I can't get support. I'm like, mm, you know what? This I don't see any, any reconcilable for that. So if, for me, it was like, all right, well, if this is what being in a relationship, a long-term married relationship is, I don't want it. It's not worth it to me then. Never mind the fact that I've never seen it successfully done growing up. Everyone that I knew married were miserable. They hated each other. We were moving to that point and we're in our early 20s. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to do this to myself? I'm chaining myself to just one person, tethering myself to that one person mentally, emotionally, financially, and physically when... I don't have to. In my twilight years, I should be out here doing more of what I did within my teens. But now I'm trying to step up and be a man when I really didn't have any positive role models like that showing me the way. You know, I all of us here can recall times where we grew up and we had questions and there was no man to give us answers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I can vouch for that one. Like, uh, I um, and in prior reference to what you said about the uh, the moment you realized that you that she wasn't the one for you, I can't actually say that my wife she she's always behind me. She she's the one that said like you know what, um, if you want to do something, go ahead and do it. I'm always gonna have your back a hundred percent, and I appreciate her so much for that. And I'm not even saying that because I know that she's 
Probably gonna hear this in. shit because she probably she's, she's probably tuning in. She's, she, I know she's tuning in right now. She's sure to listen. But, to um, right every, now. every every time, every time I do something, she like you want to go and play video games and hang out with your friends and go like to nationals and everything. I'm in support of you. Go ahead and do it. Just make sure that you're not doing shit behind my back. And I laugh and I'll be like, you know what? I ain't gonna. Obviously, I'm not gonna ruin a good thing. But that's what. Um, that's I kind of felt what you were saying because I have been with somebody that actually never believed in anything that I that I wanted to do, and I feel that if she's not going to be behind your decisions and also your future endeavorments, then she was never the one for you. She 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 she's not a believer, and the the one the right one is always going to be the one that says like you know what I'm going to be with you for rich or poor. To death do us part, no matter what. And if you're gonna be poor, I'm gonna be poor. But we're gonna be poor together, and we're gonna build each other up. That's the perfect woman that you will want to be with. And I feel as if there's always someone out there for everybody. This is not just a saying. I know for a fact that that's a, a true statement. That's really facts. Can I challenge you guys a little bit? Go I'm ahead. always up for a challenge. Okay. So I listened to what you told me, and. Uh, she said that she didn't believe that you wasn't going to be successful. And not that she said she didn't she said in her belief is that what did that do to you? Did that how did that make you feel? Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. I know it was an emotion involved. Yeah, absolutely. I had to evaluate wait that for a minute. You know, that's why I stayed there for so long. I actually sat on a bench and I, I thought back because it kind of confused me. When I first heard it, it shocked the fuck out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. It's like a kick in the gut. It's like betrayal from somebody that is supposed to be your confidant. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I sat there for a minute and evaluating all that and thinking about all of the time <laughs> that, you know what I mean, that I supported everything that she needed to do. And I silently would support things that I didn't, I wasn't even for, uh-huh. you know what I mean? But because these were her, her endeavors and things that she believed in mm-hmm. that I'll sit there and I will back her because okay. I felt like that's, we're a team. So I have to be part of this partnership, even if, you know, the bullshit is going to trickle down on the both of us, but she needs that ass whooping to see that it's not for her. Then I will back her for that. Okay. So Cool. That's what I was trying to get to the point to. Because she said that. Was that her attacking you? Or Absolutely. Her, her being Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna tell you why this that was her attacking me. Because whenever I would want to talk to her about it or get excited about it, because that was what I was into, she would cut the conversation off. Okay. But in the same vein. I would sit there and listen to her tell me about this dude over here that's doing this, this person, that person. Now, mind you, I still was freelancing at the time. I just was in college. So I was making a little bit of money off of this because I'm like, well, what I was doing full time was security. Wasn't what I wanted to fucking do. But I'm in school. So that's the reason why we came back to Chicago. Before Chicago, we was in Iowa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So oh, I remember. So it was like, all right, we came back for this purpose. And it wasn't even me going to college at first. It was for her. 
But when we took the aptitude test, I scored so high that it was like, damn, okay, maybe I should consider school now. So we came back for the reason. So she can be closer to her grandparents and so she can attend school. Okay. I don't want to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. But what I'm not hearing is that was her opinion. No. That's, That's not what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is because you did so much for her and she said that. That wasn't a Oh no, that was that was that was okay. That was the first time she said it, but it wasn't the last. She always attacked my stuff. Everything and, that I wanted to do. So and that's the thing. I'm so sorry. So I'm sorry. Go ahead, to no, you. go ahead. Okay. So this is one of the issues that most I'm most curious about when you're in a long term relationship, because you was in a relationship with her. Absolutely. You were married for six years. Yep. How long were you courting her? Shit. Five years. So, 11 years total. 11 years total. 11 years total until the divorce. Until the divorce. How do you deal with resentment? Because that's what I'm... That's the that's the message I'm getting. I'm not... Oh, absolutely. Not, not, not saying oh, that you, you're bitter was, and you're angry. Oh, absolutely. But, with some resentment there. Yes, absolutely. We would try to hash it out. Here's the thing, right? For me, at the time, looking in, I felt like therapy was a weakness. And most of us do. Therapy. As black people, who the fuck gonna take therapy? I'm taking therapy. I'll tell you one thing. I remember as a kid when we were going through our uh, when we was getting Get evaluated, uh, evaluated for adoption. Yeah. I remember this dude uh, came out. He was a therapist. He put some cards out. He laid them all out, and they had one word: sad, happy, elated, ecstatic, mad. And I was the last one to pick, and I picked the card that said mad. And you have to. Justify why you picked that car. And I remember when it came to me, he asked, and I told him, yes, I'm mad at the situation. All right. I shouldn't have to be going through these ordeals. We're like eight or nine years old. So why the fuck would I be mad that I'm getting adopted, that we getting probed and prodded and our privacy getting uprooted like that? You know what happened after he left? I remember my grandmother attacked me. She attacked me. She was mad at me. And I think, you know, looking back now, it was her fear. Yeah. Right? It was her fear. She said, don't you go telling everybody everything about our business. I'm like, I got a right to be mad. She's like, I don't want to hear that shit. She's like, it was her fear that because I'm saying, and me not knowing at the time that kids get scrutinized like this, well, when I picked up that car, mad, angry, I didn't know that there's a history of all of these kids that get uprooted from their homes and then put in foster care all across the board. And then there's mentally health issues come with that. So I didn't know that. But now when you grow up and you have that message, well, when you get into situations where you're an adult, don't think for a second it don't have a profound effect on your psyche. And it did. So when it comes to now trying to talk about your problems, nah, that's that's not what you're gonna do because that's that's interpreted in your mind as weakness. Is it true? Period. So yes, absolutely, there was some resentment there. And then when I finally did cave in and say, okay, well, all right, let's let's fucking do the therapy. Let's do the therapy. Thing. I want to do it now because now you. You know exactly. That's when we've all been yeah, we've all yeah. been there. Now when you when you cave, now you don't want to do exactly. it. Exactly. You're like, what? Definitely. What was this? What was you? What's the point of all this? 
Exactly. I've been there. So it would be, it, now it's like, exactly. It was like, all right, well, I don't want to do it now. And then it's like, all right, we had an impasse then. Then what the fuck do we do? Me, how I used to burn off steam, man. Once a week, I would make plans every Wednesday to be with my friends. That was the only time I got to hang with them. So we'll play cards. We'll play actual cards for money. It'll be like five or ten bucks, man. Nothing, nothing major. Just getting around, drinking, sports, and cards. And she hated it. Straight hated it. Every single Wednesday, man, blowing up my phone, knowing where I'm at. Ooh, I didn't know. I still want no, it. Man. <laughs> 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 you will. You're a black man. Yeah, yeah. yeah now nah, things gonna change when you when you we, say that I do. Yes, yeah, and that's the, and change. that's the thing because when I used to joke, we used to joke, man. Like, here's the thing: I met her, beautiful woman, man, tall, long ass hair, but she was really shy. We used to joke and shit, and even when we got into a relationship. For one year, I didn't even touch her. For one year. And that was uncharacteristic of me. I've been having sex since I was 11 years old. Jesus. So <laughs> that was uncharacteristic for me. And she knew that. She knew it. Because I was really flamboyant. I'm out there. And the women, the girls like me. And how I met her, because she had friends across the street. And my boys used to get up with them. And so... For us, we used to joke and, and play around, whatever, whatever. And when I cracked them same jokes, when we said I do, it was an issue. I'm like, what's going on? I used to always say shit like this. And she's like, oh, well, I'm your wife now. It means so much more. I'm like, I don't get it. I mean, maybe it's because, uh, <coughs> you know, what it, it comes from territory. Like, when they're... Um, Back when you're in a relationship, dating, boyfriend, girlfriend, going out every every weekend, every other day, they're so used to seeing you for X amount of days, X amount of hours, X amount of minutes. Then when you get engaged, it kind of, it, it goes up, it, it fluctuates. It goes from, um, from hours to days. Then from marriage, it goes like, all right, you know, the mindset is set to, I want to see you every day, every night, every time I come back from work, doesn't matter. That should be, I feel as if they should be uh, appreciative of the time that they have with you when you come home. But there is that time when you need space to yourself. And I do believe that every man in every relationship, doesn't matter if it's, it's um, friends with benefits to marriage, to engagement. To just being just boyfriend <coughs> girlfriend, being apart is healthy for any of that. It give you perspective. Exactly, it give you time to miss that person. It give you time to yearn for that person, want to be near that person. When you come back home from work and you want to see them, you're like, okay, well, it's safe. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing inside my mind. While I'm at work, a lot of a lot of shit go through my mind. Like, is my kid okay? My wife okay? Is she arguing with somebody? Is she um, is she decent? Is she eating? All that shit just, bam, straight inside my head. It, that's, I don't know if that's normal or whatever, or it's just me. I think that's I think the that's, protector and the provider in you, though. Exactly. I mean, and that's that's a natural instinct. You know what I'm saying? It, what, you had something to say? He whispered. It's natural. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't whisper right. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to speak up. Yeah. You're so uncomfortable. Don't look at yeah. the. Don't, don't look, look at the, the clock. Don't look at It's natural because I think about that while I'm working too. Yeah, you know absolutely. Make sure my kids okay and all that. No, I, I think that's. I mean, we in shared company. I mean, that's one of the cornerstones of being a man. And nobody tells you this. I think certain things it's not on you; it's in you. You're gonna <coughs> as you get older, you understand your role in the family dynamic. And one of the biggest things is wanting to take care and want to provide for women. I used to think, you know, when you're in school early on, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna pay for it." I'm like, "No, uh, no, uh." No, you no, I'm not. But realistically, you pay in so many different ways, and not only finances, your attention, your time, your effort, uh, the things that you care to learn and keep internalizing, the memories that you hold. Those are that, that it comes with a cost for that, and that you're buying into the family experience. People don't realize that, so there's one more than one way to pay for something. You know, it's a system that is set up. To keep you in check, it's checks and balances. Like you, like you state, when you leave home, you're thinking about your wife. When you exactly. leave home, you're thinking about your your fiance and your children. Well, yeah, that's a sacrifice. What is fine? What is what is paying for something? But a financial sacrifice. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. What you <laughs> I'm such a naysayer. Go ahead. <laughs> but what you're saying that. Oh, uh, you said that when you were younger, they said you're going to pay for it, as in... For sex. You're going to pay for sex. But you know what? Right, right. That's what, that's what I thought. That's what I thought uh, <coughs> the subject matter was. But, but I, you don't have to... Like, I've, I've heard that argument and stuff like that. You're going to pay for it one way or another and stuff like that with the dates, food and stuff like that. But that's different than having a uh, a transaction. That takes away from... Why you get your haircut every two weeks, man? You I don't get, get my haircut every two weeks. That's okay. why I'm single. So, 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 <laughs> you know, I don't do. You know, you gotta have a sense of self. You gotta have a sense of pride, anyway. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not for. It should never be just for attraction. You should have a sense of self because even if you don't have anybody, or you you you. You separate from that person and stuff like that. Well, even if you're trying to court somebody new, you still got to have a sense of self and a, self, a sense of pride as a man. You got to carry yourself a certain way. Now, like I said, I, I don't have nobody who taught me this. This is something I had to learn and teach myself. You got to have a sense of self because uh, Will Smith said it best that him and his wife are on two separate journeys and they're sharing it. He is him. She is her. So she got to do the shit to make herself happy. He got to do the shit to make himself happy. And they just sharing that fucking time in between. So you got to always say, hey, you know what? I'm looking kind of bogus. Not for the fact that I want to attract women or I got a female at home and shit like that. I'm, oh, dang, I'm looking. I I don't look like myself. You know, sometimes you got to have that conversation in the mirror. I know it sounds crazy, but I do it. It sounds normal to me. When when I'm uh, when I'm having a tough time and stuff like that, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the hang of something. I have a conversation with myself in the mirror. I mean, I don't talk to myself. But... I have a conversation. <laughs> you know, I mean, because sometimes I, if, you, if you're not reading, man, sometimes if you're not reading it, uh, these words, sometimes you got to tell yourself these words, and yeah. it's not always time inside yeah. your own head. You got to hear that yeah, stuff. I, I agree with that. So sometimes I have like many a times stuff like that when, especially when I I was. You know, change as a man because I used to be very rigid as a young man. Because when I was eighteen, I told myself I'm gonna be a husband. 
I'm going to be a father. And now 14 years later, I'm not. Yeah. I have not found the one that I, you know, that I say, you know what? She the one going to have my kids. I have not found that. But when I was younger and stuff like that, when I started changing and stuff like that, when I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something different. And, you know, I'm just start bedding bitches. So I just like, you know what? Because I came to my brother one time because I had a couple women and stuff like that. And I told him, hey, you know what? I like you. And I think I want this to go somewhere. So I think we should wait to have sex. Bitch, you thought I was gay. <laughs> yep. Thought I was gay. <laughs> thought I was gay because I, you know, because it was. It and me, I was opposite. Was, I'm not coming to you saying, hey, I think I like you. No, I'm thinking. Like I come to. I, I come. I but, but it was. It, it, hey. Because having sex was not the goal. The goal was to have a woman that's going to be by my side for the rest of my life. That was the goal. So after that happened a couple of times, I came to my older brother like, man, you know, I was upset <coughs> too. I was hurt. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like, bro, man, I don't understand, man. Every time I, I, I talk to these females and shit like that, I think everything going good and shit like that. They start fucking other other niggas. He told me. What did you tell me? I told you. First of all, you need to um, calm that sensitive stuff down because that's not the that's not the interpolation. A woman, they want in hushed tones, they want you to be sensitive. But see, it's a contradiction. Yeah. They really don't. They want the alpha man. They want the powerful motherfucker who is at the top of the pal. No woman wants this crying motherfucker. And I wasn't crying. And that's crazy. No, no, no. It was, 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 it was literally, I understand the alpha man, uh, mentality and stuff like that, but it's about finding somebody. Cause it, it's tons of bitches out here to fuck. Tons of them. Here's the like, thing. Though. They outnumber us just, three to one. But see, here's the thing though. Just like we're not taught how to be a man. Most women are not taught how to be a woman. That is true. So we're on journeys, separate paths, and we interlock. And I think one of the most important things you got to do is be able to communicate. And if the, the motherfuckers, them brides couldn't pick up what you were saying, then they're not the one for you anyway. As, exactly. But Me personally, I, I, I'm bold. And that comes out as arrogant, but it works for me. Right. That's that's my He's lane. That's very. That's a popular <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that was that was that wasn't that's, the 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 end goal. That wasn't because his, you know you know it's tons. Of but I think he had to with. learn though. I yeah, think he I, had, I to, had learn to learn some lessons and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's what you do to women like that. The and the first woman that I had hit him, split him, and quit him. I had to look myself in the mirror like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you know, it was the first date too. It was the first date. She took me, she took me to to her fucking job. Showed me I was like I was the bitch. Bought me some clothes and some shoes. Do some dollars at you, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, go buy she bought me something to eat too. It was it was crazy. She like bought me candy bar on the counter when she was bought done. Bought me something to eat and shit like that. We went back to the crib and watched American Gangster and shit like that. I put my arm around her shoulder and she moved her titties to my hand and she like let's go in the bathroom and I'm just like, okay, yes ma'am. <laughs> and she like got a cut. I'm like no. She like I don't care. And after that, after she left shit like that, I went to the bathroom. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You didn't go to the, like, where your um, kitchen at? Where the glad wrap? Something. <laughs> no, that we, go? no, we was at our our home. Oh, shit. Yeah, what? I was at home. Well, you know, why you didn't come to me? <laughs> uh, I used to eat Pringle cans filled with condoms. <laughs> I, I, I kept, I kept with condoms. condoms. I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't trying <laughs> to have sex cheese. with her. That wasn't the goal. You know what I'm saying? But after that, I was like, you know what? I am broke the floodgates. 
I broke the floodgates and stuff and like he's that. Stepping into the bad side. Yeah, because you know that took me on a whole world of of craziness after that. I'm sure. You know, and I mean, but I had something in reference. I had something in reference to what you said about. Uh, you said that you wanted to show her that you wanted more than just sex. Um, and also to reference what you said that a woman wants the alpha male when it, it's a contradiction, pretty much. It's true that women do want guys to be softer, but they want them to be more masculine than soft, you know? Like me and my wife, she, uh, she want me to be this open person that's going to talk and just sp- sprout my feelings and show emotion I can't it's, it's, it's damn impossible because I've been through so much in my I, life I, ask, I got a question for you yeah do that cause tension in your relationship yes it does it causes miles of attention uh, miles of tension between us because of the fact that um, I, I don't I'm a Pisces so it's like they say there's two types of Pisces the ones that talk a lot and there's the quiet ones I'm the quiet one that don't talk at all but I just I I, I I scan everything inside the room before I actually get comfortable with you. Like like with, with Teddy, I'm comfortable as fuck with him. I can, me and him curse each other out. We talk and shit. Like when it comes down to this this circle, I can say whatever I want because, you know, I'm well, comfortable well, with you guys. Well, but guys, when, too. You know exactly. what I'm saying? It's different when, you, yeah, when you're with your, your mate. But, you when know? It, it, but when it comes to... The to, stakes are different. Yeah, exactly. But when it comes to that... Like anyone else, that's like I don't know. I just I'm I'm filling them out. You know, if I should camouflage myself or should I just I don't. You know, just be like, be me. Once you meet me, you got you got to sink or swim. Exactly, it's sink or swim. But with her, I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. No. But with her, she wanted me to be uh, very open, and I can't. It's like it's very hard for me to do that because of. Um, Can I not, make a suggestion? Sure, I, I'm willing to take advice. Have her to sit her ass on the edge of the bed with her back turned to you. So she's staring away. And be like, for five minutes every week, I'm going to be open. Don't think that shit work, right? Okay, well, I was the same way. See, me, I'm more analytical. I'm not emotional. So when it comes to relationships, I used to sit there. I can go, if if my ex-wife pissed me off, I can go days without saying a word. That's how I am. Yeah, I've been there. I've, yeah. I've been there. But you know what? You can't. Nope. No. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, my fiance is different. I don't know about the people y'all had in y'all life and all that, but if like if I look if I'm not even do, doing it with my fiance, like she always tell me like if we doing it like once a month, I'm breaking up with you. That's what she tell me. <laughs> I'll be laughing and shit like shit. I can't go more than motherfucking two. Days when I'm doing it, goddamn it, shit. High sex drive, I, I can dig it. I've been with those two. That's part of relationship, sexual compatibility. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've been with those two. No, I, I, I'm saying even after that, I had to step out of my comfort zone. Right. Because understand something, man. When a relationship fails, it's not all all on them. I didn't blame her. Actually, when women used to ask, I had no choice but to explain. When I would go on dates, they'll see a ring. I got a ring tattooed on my finger. Yeah. On oh, my yeah, ring no. finger. <laughs> So goddamn it, it was no, it's no way around that because I, I won't bring it up, you know. <coughs> after after we got divorced, our divorce was so fucking fast and so applicable. We went to the motherfucker together, right? I met her there. She already told me what she wanted. I told her only thing she could not take, only two things, were my computer and my car. Everything else you can have that shit, apartment, everything in it, goddamn it, everything. 
she already had a list of stuff she wanted. This is the men's. We walked into the courtroom together within the hour. When we get to the um get to the judge, he says, Okay, call our names, Mr. and Mrs. Farmer. We get up and he say, All right, no kids? No. Jotted something down on a piece of paper. He says, when the bailiff give you this piece of paper, it's going to have a, a red star on it. That means you're divorced. Congratulations. Banged his gavel. I'm like, shit, that's it? <laughs> so we look at each other and say, you want to go get lunch? We want to go get lunch together. Uh-huh. Talk like goddamn it. We were still cool. After that, we got on the train together. That was it. Gone. Boop. So it's like, now, what the fuck do I do? That was my homie. That was right. my friend. We traveled together. She knew all my motherfucking secrets. I knew all hers. That's now what I do? Friend. So now I have to evaluate what the fuck did I do a part of that and what could I have changed? Now you get in regret mode. So now I'm thinking and I'm interpolating and I'm, I'm intuitizing my behavior and what little things I can do to change. And one of the things was communicate more. Instead of letting that shit build inside of me, all of that resentment, resentment exactly. That rage, that anger building inside of me, don't do not do that. So now, in my relationship, you're going to understand why I'm upset. I'm not going to hold on to it for weeks at a time before I explode. Because that's part of anger management, man. And then, what else I do? I end up taking myself into therapy. Just me. So I can understand it. I made a list and I went through that whole list except for one person and aired out grievances with those people. It wasn't for them. It was for me. Let's see. Uh, was that anything wrong with you or trying to figure out like what was going on? What was going on? Right. Right. Plus, it's because I look at it like this. First of all, now I have a fear for marriage and divorce. I do. I really do. I'm older now. I'm not that 19-year-old kid no more. Right. You know, I'm about to be 34 years old. So now you have to understand. And I never wanted to have kids young because my parents weren't there. They weren't good parents. Terrible. My grandmother, she did her absolute best, but it was a poor substitute. So I told guardians. myself, yeah, we had guardians. So so I told myself, right, when I when I do have kids, because now I'm feeling my mortality. I'm in my 30s, man. It don't even feel like, it, you know, you got to this point this fast. Now I'm feeling my mortality. I'm like, look, now I want to have kids now. All right. But I want to be able to take care of them financially. I want to be able to provide them with a stable environment. I want to be able to be able to be a good parent to them. And I understand that in doing that, that that may come with being married again. Okay. Okay. Um, So. The question I have for you, gentlemen. How important is marriage and why? Because for children, I believe it is important for them to see black men and women together, not just in common law, not just. Boyfriend and girlfriend, but not just sleeping together, mm-hmm. but because uh, everything in the world tells children that black men and women don't get along. And you know what's crazy about it? When you see them on movies, they seem cheesy. Right. 
Well, now on power, power and them motherfuckers argue. They fight. <laughs> yeah, but, but but the problem with that is that teaching children that that's how black couples are. Yes, because you know that's exciting. That keep them glued to it, yeah. and we learn. Most of us are visual learners, and that's why TV is so yeah is is so prevalent. Yeah, I, I get Be- what you're saying. It's you know, powerful too. Yes, absolutely it is. Well, uh, well, me, I'm married to a Hispanic woman, and I don't feel that it's just that it's a color thing. It's more of a union thing. It's between a union between a, a grown man and a grown woman who can get along, who can coexist, who can actually raise a family on them on their own and actually get along. But that that that's not the whole picture. That's just probably thirty five percent of the picture. Mm-hmm. And what calls for two two unions to actually combine and actually be able to coexist is um, compatibility. Is, is compatibility? Yes, that's number one. The uh, the compassion of wanting to be with each other, and also um, the love that they have for one another and trust. To me, those are the four things that actually matter when it comes down to um, a union between two adults, not just marriage. But even in a relationship or something in the midst of being on that level, you know, I feel that um, a black man shouldn't have to only be married to their same nationality. And just like any other nationality shouldn't have to stay glued to the same uh, ethnicity. You know, it shouldn't have to be that way. I feel Mm -hmm. as if uh, if a person want to be with whoever they want to be with, Mm -hmm. that's who they should be with. And. Yeah, I know there's a lot of um, a lot of bullshit to come with it. Like black women say, like, "Oh, they still not men," and black uh, black men saying that, "Okay, well, how come they're dating white people, Hispanic, Asian, mm-hmm. whatever?" But it's just more so of, "Well, I'm happy with this person. Mm-hmm. Just be happy for me that I'm with this person. You know that I'm not just someone out here who's just going to screw you and not call you back." Take you to Red Lobster and never call you back for a second date. You know what I'm saying? Well, you, that you type gotta of spend some taste to get some, no, some no. booze. <laughs> you better get this no. this, 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 this pizza puff and start playing. Take that to the sharks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you want you want a cookie with? <laughs> no, but that's you, the thing. You the one girl. That's the thing, though. That's the thing. My wife would even tell you that uh, I I was never one to actually really go on dates because I felt that. Um, it's not a sure thing, you know. It's not a sure thing that you're going to be able to hear from that person after you take them home from the movie or whatever. Yeah, I pay for your ticket, but you're not going to get no popcorn. Popcorn ten dollars. So, hell <laughs> <laughs> no. If we get popcorn, you can get some, but I will eat the rest of the bucket. But, but, <laughs> you get a napkin, put on your lap. But uh, put it on your lap. Funny as hell. But my wife will. Um, yeah, it it was um it took a while for me and her to actually fill each other out. So the, our first date was we went to uh Massa Steakhouse and uh, ironically she paid for it. And that's how I knew like, you know what, she's not selfish, she's not greedy, she's the type of person that, you know, she uh, she's willing to put other people's happiness ahead of her own. And I love that about her. And that was that was one of the reasons why I fell in love with her. So that's why I feel that it's not a color thing. It's more of a 
a happiness thing? Or do do you see yourself being with this person for the long haul, for the long run? You know, that's 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 what I'm trying to get at. Okay. I you know. Your your question was, what's the importance to it? Um, <clears throat> that has evolved in my mind, really. Um, and I really don't, I don't have a like a definitive answer as to the importance of it. I mean, obviously for women, especially ones I date, it's important. That's one of their their necessities. Because me personally, I'm a talker, man. I love I love words. And I love reading and I love having an understanding. I don't just want to goddamn it. You know, it's like once I, I it's only so many hours in a day that we can lay there and have sex. So what are we going to do in the meantime? We talk. So communication is important. I want to understand what are your needs? What are you getting out of this? And I don't try to put myself in charge of their happiness. I'm not going to do that. Now, I'll definitely... I'll definitely be one to facilitate some of the things that bring you joy, but I'm not in charge of your happiness. And so because of that, you know, I'll listen to everything that they have to say, especially when it comes to marriage and try to negate my my fear of being married again. You know, and obviously, yes, I do want kids and I know that comes with. A level of responsibility and it comes with a level of commitment that will be needed by my partner. She's going to want that. You know, I've been in relationships where the female has been in my race. I've been in relationships where they were not. I've been in relationships where the female had children already had, you know, a, a, a family already and then come in and, you know, I assume the role as father figure and, you know, to the best of my abilities. So for me, the importance lie into their needs. And and for the most part, I think I'm changing a little bit on my on my philosophy of marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, the first one failed, but it wasn't just because of her. It was because of me. You know, I, I take my you my gotta, licks. You got to take a hard look in the mirror. Oh, absolutely. And so because of that, I looked at. All right. What, well, where did I fall short? What didn't I know then? Because I don't feel like I lose as long as I get back up and I try again. Uh, so it's not a failure. It was a learning uh, session, very, be it a very long one, you know. Stay long, stay wrong. So, <laughs> but no, man, it was it was a lesson. And from those lessons, yes. what do you want to be? You know what I mean? Um I'm for like right now, man, I'm in a committed relationship and it's it's kind of stressful uh, prior to this. You know, I did my my fair dirt and my philandering. So, you know, it, it's a transition, man. I, I was telling you before the broadcasting how, you know, even today, you know, we're sitting there. My lady and I, we're, we're laying there and we're watching, you know, an episode of Power and a phone, just a, a random number pop up on the screen. I pick, I answer, and it's a you know an ex that I used to previous lover. Yeah, that we used to you know do what we do, and she trying to check up on me, and, and I dismissed it real fast. You know, like hey, you know, it's good that you you're you're. I can hear that you're doing well, you know, via your voice, but you know, you don't have to re- keep checking up on me, you know. And so after we hang up, 
my lady, she kind of, I can tell she knew what was going on, but she didn't, she didn't speak on it. So not five minutes later, I get a text from the same number Two texts. Where she's trying, she understands. She should have been so good. (laughs) (laughs) But see, that's the thing. I get those often, and I have to. Honestly, I I pat myself on the back, man, because had this been a couple years ago, man, that happened. You know, I'd be making plans. Go in the bathroom. I got it. Oh, oh, I I gotta go to the bathroom so bad. Water running. (laughs) What's 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 the name of the last call? Uh, hey, I gotta go. I gotta figure out the trash. It's been almost two hours. Like, damn, that trash is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm but no, man. You know, it's it's it's. I, that's my point, though. That I can see the evolution within myself because I have no no desire to move forward on and act on those type of things. You know, well, but they they arise sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that I, I think that's that's the the growth in a man because. When you're younger and stuff like that, you think you're a fucking and fighting machine. That's all you think that your purpose on the planet for. Right. To fuck and to fight. So you tougher than everybody else. You can fuck harder and longer than everybody. But then when you get older, you realize, I don't have to. Right. You don't have nothing to prove to anybody no more. Now you know, you're just trying to live life and enjoy the rest of the days you have here. You know, you if you have children, have those children yeah. grow up, make sure they strong and stuff like that, and hopefully impart some of those lessons right. that you learn and stuff like that. Yeah, so that wisdom. That's, that's, that's how wisdom is growing, man. It's through experiences. So, um, so from what I get is it doesn't, it's my, my, my essential statement was, or question was how important it is for black children to see black women and black men in a successful relationship. Well, I think success is subjective. And so because of that, you know, we saw growing up married, you know, um, relatives, but that don't mean it was successful. Yeah, they were married. Yeah, they were around. But a lot of times it was toxic. So that's, that's why I said successful. Right. But, I didn't just say marriage. Success is subjective. Everyone goes through their ups and downs. And when you're a kid outside looking in, you don't understand of course that. Not. Oh, right. No. You know, case in point, I remember seeing a relationship. I can tell you one successful that ended in tragedy because all relationships are going to end in tragedy. Yeah. But I can tell you one successful relationship that I saw. And they weren't through our family tree. It was someone else's. My best friend... His grandparents were together until the day that the grandfather died. But the grandfather, it's kind of like a grandfather to me. When I came around, he gave us instilled wisdom. He helped and showed us how to barbecue, showed us how to fish, things like that, and gave advice. And when he talked, even when he was chastising me, I tended to listen. Because this guy, he took care of his family. He took care of his children. Took care of his grandchildren, took care of his great grand, and eventually he got sick and he died. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing it and thinking to myself how amazing it was that through all of the bullshit that went on, because every relationship has wow. its own yeah. bullshit, that he stuck around and he took care of everybody, one in hand to hand with his wife. And I thought that was pretty incredible. 
So that was one instance. So yes, it was important to see that. So I, I guess you're right. It was very important. Like if you didn't see that, you think you would have married at 19? If you didn't see that, if you didn't think that you were capable of that? No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. And mind you, you know, we met these cats when we were in elementary school, like fucking fourth grade, some shit. So, yeah, right. you know, and grew up it, seeing that. See that, that, and that's, you just answer the question. That, that is extremely important. You saw this man take care of generations, and he was married to one black woman until the day he died. And that gave you the inspiration to say, I can do that. Look I can this. marry this. Look at this guy. Uh, I think he's detective. a goddamn... No, nah, not just a, a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> he need a license. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, license, call me. a nice you know, couch. Call me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, like, that's... that's the, That was the question that I brought at the beginning of this thing. And you just answered it. You did, At first, you were like, I don't know. I'm thinking... But you just answered it. Thank you for that. Now, I'm not. I'm not... Uh, condemning those who date outside our race and stuff like that, but black men and black women gotta see a marriage. They gotta see someone say, "Hey, more than just fucking, more than just bringing children into this world," because that's gonna give them the hope that you know what I can be more than somebody baby daddy. I can be more than somebody boyfriend. I can be more than somebody dip off on the side and stuff like that. Cause we all got aspirations. If you wanted to be the best motherfucker swimmer in the world, what you gonna look to? The best fucking swimmer in the world. Absolutely. If you wanted to be the best carpenter in the world, what you gonna look at? The best fucking carpenter in the world. But that's the thing, though. I mean, it's a mentality thing. Like nowadays, younger generations of African Americans are basing their um, relationship status um, up on what they see. It's no longer what what they've been taught because. What they was taught now is that it's okay to go out there and, and just fucking get money. That's it. But that's why I asked the question: How is important it important for for black children to see to see, not you know listen or hear about, but to see successful marriages between black people? But it's almost impossible unless you're watching TV. Because now you got to look to your community leaders, man. But yeah. you know what? We talk to fear our neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are. Um, we are. So, I mean, you walk down the ro- road, you're going to see older couples. You're not going to know that they've been together 40, 50 years deep. Um, but you won't know that because we don't talk to people. We don't exactly. get to, we don't. You know, interact with our neighbors. So but I think that's city like life, though. That's that. You know, in a small town and yeah, stuff like that, you get right. to know one another. Absolutely. In a city full of millions and stuff like that, one person you talk to could be a murderer. That's but true. But it also could be the sweetest person in the world. But are you about to flip that coin? Sometimes you gotta roll the dice until you get snake eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm like, so right. That might be your last. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. me personally, I'm, I'm more of the type that keeps to myself. I don't even get in cars so, or yeah. Ubers after the name of the guy at Chester. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put that, that finger in your booty. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm like, Chester, like the place, molester. <laughs> nah, no, nah, I'm a castle. I'm going to lose that fight out. All right, we, we uh coming towards the end, so we want to give some final thoughts. Chris. Yeah. All right, so my final thought is up on this whole situation, this whole uh, broadcast is 
um what 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 is it that um that you think that the younger generation view when it comes down to couples in general, not just black couples, but just couples, married couples or just being in a relationship, do they think that all right, well he's a sucker for being with that person, they can just go fuck anybody they want, or is it like, you know, they just don't give a fuck about it. Because me, honestly, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm going to always do me because I'm married. I'm going to always do me because I have children. So that's that's what runs through my mind right now when it comes down to this. Because it's too many young black women, young black men out there that's single, dying from STDs and HIVs and all these diseases or whatnot. Instead of them just being faithful to just one person, they ready to go out there and just do... Roll the dice. Exactly. Uh, my final take from this was it was very insightful to see uh, black men in, in different uh, relationship statuses. You know, the divorcee, the currently married, and the engaged because uh, I'm I'm single, and to get this wisdom to hear uh, these point of views from from me and that I hope to be in hope not well not your your case i'm sorry uh, <laughs> not to be the divorcee but um you know maybe maybe one day we can have a talk <laughs> but uh <laughs> but hopefully to be you know to take this wisdom because a lot of stuff that was said around this table is was a lot of truth and that's hard to find i agree it's hard to find some truth right and i i thank all of you Young men, for sharing your truths here, it was it was very informative, very entertaining, and I mean that in the most respectful way. And uh, I hope to hear from you guys, uh, or wait for you guys to hear from us next time. Uh, Q, absolutely. Uh, before I get started with my final thoughts, I just want to say, and we all want to say that we heard about uh, Kobe Bryant and 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 company. Uh, passing today and condolences to that we yeah, made a few yeah. jokes before the, the the broadcast but realistically man um it's a tragedy man. it is definitely a tragedy um but within that i'm gonna go back to relationships because you know we we talk about that and you one of the things that i i saw that stood out was one of the commentators earlier made a point to speak about his um uh family situation his affairs um, being married and um you know for me relationships now i've evolved they they're gonna grow and i understand that certain things is it demands sacrifice and so for me uh hearing from you know the currently married uh and those who are looking to get married um in the near future you know it, it makes me it, it wakens some of the old demons that maybe I've put to sleep, you know what I mean? And that I don't get the opportunity to speak on often. And again, for me, it's not a lot of people I know who are divorced that shares information like that. But, you know, we're going to move on. And and I want to thank our guest today uh, for sharing with us. You know, once again, we're the farm. You know, I'm Q. I'm Teddy. And we're the farm. Can't wait to, uh, for you guys to listen to us for the next one. Thank you. Thank you.